President Donald Trump has signed a two-year budget deal into law, but that doesn't mean agencies are in the clear yet when it comes to averting a government shutdown. And with the House and Senate now out on August recess, lawmakers face another 11th-hour spending deal when they return. That's left agencies looking back on some of the lessons learned from the last shutdown. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Some agencies went through extraordinary measures to keep the lights on during the 35-day partial government shutdown that ended in January. In some cases, that meant recalling thousands of previously furloughed federal employees that were deemed non-essential at the beginning of the lapse. But looking back on the aftermath of the longest funding lapse in U.S. history might be useful if Congress fails to avert another shutdown before October 1st. And that's exactly what some agencies are doing. The Government Accountability Office, for example, is taking a closer look at whether some of the efforts that agencies took last time meet the criteria for very narrow exceptions under the Anti-Deficiency Act. That's the law that prevents agencies from spending any funds that Congress hasn't appropriated yet. Comptroller General Jean Dodaro recently gave a keynote address at the Association of Government Accountants' annual conference in New Orleans. There, he said auditors are working on more than a dozen opinions focused on whether agencies went beyond those exceptions in the law. This year, with the shutdown, a number of agencies went on long and a number of people carried out activities under the very limited exceptions that the federal agencies can operate to protect life and property during that period of time. So there are a lot of questions. We have about over a dozen opinions now that we're working on as to whether or not it was appropriate what was done under that legislation. Dodaro didn't say when GAO expects to complete those reviews, but agencies might need that guidance sooner rather than later. The House and Senate left this week for a six-week August recess. That means they have about three weeks to reach an appropriations deal when they get back in September. Here's the work that remains for them. The House has marked up all 12 of its spending bills and passed 10 of them. But the Senate Appropriations Committee hasn't gotten started yet on writing up their 12 spending bills. So with the shutdown deadline looming, agencies are looking back at what they did to keep running during the last shutdown. Tim Soltis is the Deputy Controller at the Office of Management and Budget. He also spoke at AGA's recent conference in New Orleans, where he fielded questions about upcoming shutdown preparations. Soltis said the administration expects Congress to act in time, but he said looking back on the last shutdown has given OMB a new perspective on how to respond if another shutdown does happen. This 35-day shutdown, we kind of learned really the way to think about, to plan for it. It's like a catastrophic event. It's a human-made catastrophic event that you're basically like a hurricane wiping out a section. You're basically taking down some type of capability in the government. And it depends what shut down. Shut down the whole government, that's one piece. Partial shutdown's different. So we found a lot of like the operational impact was very significant in that like things you didn't anticipate. Like I always tell people, you know, you can't even really plan for it in advance because it's, it depends. Like if you had a shutdown in, you know, three weeks over Christmas versus the last three weeks in September, it's a little bit different, right? So it's the timing, it's, it's that type of thing, but we're collecting a lot of information about the operational impact and get a lot smarter about how it can impact operations. During the last shutdown, agencies took great pains to keep their operations going. Halfway through the shutdown, the IRS brought back more than half of its employees. The Agriculture Department reopened the Farm Service Agency to help process farm loans. And the Federal Aviation Administration brought back nearly all of its aviation safety inspectors as well. But behind the scenes, 
Agency chief financial officers played a huge role in keeping the lights on, stretching every last dollar to keep operations going. Lynn Money is the USDA's deputy CFO. Speaking on a panel at the AGA conference, she said the 35-day partial government shutdown presented the agency with some new challenges. This was not our first shutdown, right? So we had our shutdown plan. We dusted it off and was like, we know we need X amount of people to be able to carry out the mission. And, you know, we, we sent it in and we thought everything was going to be fine. And for the first two weeks, it probably was fine. But then as the shutdown lasted longer and longer, it really started to become problematic. Like, what are we doing? So it took a lot of flexibility, just being creative almost in a sense. As the shutdown dragged on, Moni said USDA kept in daily contact with USDA's Office of General Counsel and its budget director. The agency faced unprecedented challenges like how to keep paying out SNAP benefits during the shutdown. And because shutdown plans kept changing on a day-to-day -day basis, she said USDA is now more prepared to keep its employees in the loop if a shutdown that long ever happens again. It became increasingly important to have personal emails because technically, if you're not supposed to use your government email, you're not supposed to use your government equipment. So how do you reach out to people if you don't have their cell phones? You know, you're using their personal email. So I think one of the lesson learned almost in a sense around that is that we wanted to have a better idea of who all was accepted. And if the list changed, it should be updated on this website so that even if I'm a different organization and I need to reach out to you because I use travel, that was a big one, travel. If I need to reach out to travel, but I don't know who's working in the travel section, is there a website where we can constantly update who are the accepted people? And once the shutdown ended, the USDA's National Finance Center faced a crushing workload. The NFC had about two days to process two full paycheck cycles missed during the shutdown. That meant issuing paychecks for 600,000 employees worth more than $5 billion. Moni said NFC handled most of that back pay without any issues, but she did admit there were a few snags. I do acknowledge that some of our systems are a little older and we had to make sure it could handle the capacity because you're used to doing a, a every two week kind of run and now your volume is like trying to pay for like three times that much. So the capacity issue kind of slowed things down a little bit and I think we you know, realized that, but we had team that were there night and day. I mean, basically shifting, saying, you know, they stayed to 10, 11, then another shift came in to make sure that the pay went out as quickly as possible. So, you know, we worked with what we have, and I think they did a great and amazing job with what they have. Sean Mildrew is the deputy CFO at the Patent and Trademark Office. USPTO didn't shut down because it's fee-funded and has no year authority for its resources. But speaking more generally, Mildrew said the last shutdown undermined one of the government's best recruiting tools, job stability. That's a plus for the government is to have that stability. And when we remove that stability or when there's a perception that the stability is no longer there, we sort of lose our little bit of a competitive edge, right? It's sort of a trade-off for high salaries for potentially more security, right? It's that kind of trade. And when those trade-offs aren't as clear as they used to be, I worry about that as, as we, one, try to retain our best talent, and two, try to recruit the future talent. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. And you can find Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.